0: Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, rolling right on, right along with the coaching interviews, I have Howell head coach Jay Santo Pietro. Thank you for jo- joining me, Jay.
1: Nick, pleasure. It's Joe. Joe. Joe.
0: Oh, Joe. Sorry. Why did Joe. I put Joe? I apologize oh, for that. Is it wrong? Oh, you... that's my fault. My fault. Um, how are you doing today? You know, uh, you guys had your first scrimmage. How did everything look for you yesterday?
1: Uh, you know, I was just talking to right before this. You know, ups and downs. I think that most coaches are going through the same situation I am. You know, normally you have three or four scrimmages before season. And because we have a different situation this year, you know, you're running into, you know, time constraints. So with one scrimmage, you know, I think that we had our positives. But, you know, some of the things that definitely stood out because of the current situation is conditioning. You know, we had a couple of people that were, you know, sucking a little wind yesterday, um, which was to be expected. But, you know, I think that really deals with what happened with, with COVID and the pandemic. You know, I do have certain players that, you know, you can see have trained, you know, in the offseason, you know, have been involved maybe in a fall sport like soccer, you know, two of my main in, uh, you know, Bruno and and Gresco, among some others, you know, so they ran around a little bit in the fall, but it's not that natural progression from, you know, getting into the summertime, working out with multiple practices, you know, playing in a true summer league, getting into the fall, and then mm-hmm. transitioning all the way through where they're running around both basketball and outside of that, so... You know, we were definitely sucking, sucking some wind yesterday, but, you know, I,
0: I think that'll hopefully, uh, you know, fix itself as we continue on moving forward. Uh, before we, you know, we get into this season, I like to ask coaches, you know, last season, um, what was your goal and your message to the team when the season started last year?
1: Last year, I mean, it was just take another step. And that's kind of been my motto and message since I took over here. Um, You know, I know you said you're familiar with Howell as far as sports are concerned, you know, and there's been the ups and downs. It's kind of a roller coaster ride. Um, There's been some consistency over a few years here and there, but then there seemed to be a little bit of a drop, Um, you know. So when I took the team over, that was really my goal, you know, was to, you know, kind of make it my own, you know, get things on the right track, you know, become somewhat of a reputable program or at least a recognizable program. So people are at least talking about us, you know, consistently every season as somebody, somebody who is competitive. And that's really what we tried to do you know, and going from some of our main players in their sophomore year, which I thought, you know, we continued to build, you know, leaving behind Jess O'Brien graduating at Alexis Post, which were great leaders for us. And tell you the truth, that was probably one of my favorite seasons, you know, in my, uh, in my coaching career here at Howell. But I wanted to build upon that. You know, now that we have Leary, we have Gresco and Bruno, um, you know, as upperclassmen, mm-hmm. we were looking to take that next step. And I think in some regards, we did that. Um, but, you know, in other aspects, obviously, I was left disappointed, you know, and I could bring up a few things. But, you know, you, you talk about the way the year started. Obviously, we went against Friel Township, which is a big rivalry between us and the district. And I know you know the whole story behind it. But you have some of our girls who play on the same AAU team and some of the girls at Friel Township. They're all very friendly. You know, they've grown up together. And, you know, for the most part, naturally being redistricted. You know, now you're, now you're competing against one another at least two games in the season when we were playing a normal schedule in A North. So that, that was always a big thing. You know, you don't want to start off the season with a loss mm-hmm. especially against them because, you know, it eats at you a little bit more. Um, but then when we went into the Christmas tournament with the Shore Regional Classic, you know, uh, that Will runs, which is a great job by him, you know, we ended up winning. I saw his interview and he brought it up, the fact that it was back-to-back. So for us, it was great. You know, we were back-to-back champs. We actually expected, and I think Will would probably even say this, that, you know, Friel Township thought that they were going to end up playing us in the championship, and it just so happened that both years, you know, Shore was able to beat up Township in that semifinal game, and then we played them. But this year, I mean, I know Will talked about it. It was close. I mean, we dropped down. I think we were down like almost 15 points at one point, um, and we were able to, you know, to come back, fix, and clean up a few things. And then it went to the buzzer, and Leary uh, drove to the basket and won it with, a, with you know, a buzzer beater,
0: so. I'm glad you brought that game up because I was going to bring that game up, but, you know, it has to be, you know, exciting, you know, the fans and, you know, the players being, you know, I always like a game where any team's trailing by a lot and they, you know, they they make, they complete the comeback, you know, and, you know, it goes right down to the buzzer. So that had to be exciting game to be, you know, on the sideline watching and, you know, probably a little nerve wracking too, but that'd be a good game to be at.
1: Yeah, no, it was it was good. And and I know a couple of the coaches talked about this, but, you know, sometimes we don't always get a huge fan base, you know, yeah. in a normal setting. So yeah. it was nice to actually have people, you know, sitting around cheering people that weren't even involved in the game or maybe yeah. the team had lost the prior day, you know, and they stayed around because it was, you know, a more exciting uh, environment than, you know, I think both of us were used to. So. was a good situation for us and the girls
0: yeah that's 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 great you know especially it's great when you know the kids you know boys or girls get to you know feel that type of environment because to me there's nothing like you know high school sports in a pat you know crowded gym you know fans going nuts (laughs) it is awesome another game I want to bring up uh you know looking at the score it looks similar you know the Colts next short conference game you know you guys won by five can you talk a little bit about that game
1: Yeah, uh, you know, obviously it's a big thing for us. Like I said, that's when I say we're taking another step forward. Our goal, you know, we don't always want to just, you know, go for the big, big goal and say, oh, we're going to win a state championship. Obviously, every coach would say, yeah, they want to accomplish that. But for us and where we were at when I took over, like I said before, it was just small goals, build upon it. You know what I mean? Try to get a winning record, you know, try to make states, try to make sure conference. And we wanted to be consistent in that because we knew Howell had done that in the past occasionally, um, but that started to drop off a little bit. So. You know We wanted to start getting into the party now, um, but then starting to make a little bit of noise. So, for us to be able to win that game last year, you know, and I think a year or two prior, we had beaten, um, I think it was Donovan Catholic. I might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure it was Donovan Catholic in the short conference in the same situation. You know, I think we were looked at as underdogs, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we like to use that as motivation. But, same type of thing. We were up for the most part in that game, and then we did you know, fall off a little bit. We had, we had a little bit of a dry spell as far as shooting was concerned. We got quality shots up, but we couldn't hit anything for a little while. And then, uh, you know, it was a team effort coming back, but the big thing, and I can even say that, you know, the coaches over at Colts neck, you know, pointed this out because they follow our girls as well. And they said how they, how impressed they were with, uh, with Gresco kind of taking over, you know, at a certain point in that game and, and, and willing us to help us win. Um, but, you know, for us to beat them and, and like I said, considered an upset was a big deal. You know, unfortunately you move on to the next round and you play St. Rose, but to tell you the truth, you know, as much as anybody would say, oh, they had no chance, they had no reason being there, whatever, you know, that's the experience we want, yeah. you know, obviously you like winning games, but you like winning games against competitive teams, mm-hmm. you know? So if we can get ourselves where we're consistently competitive and we're starting to get into that ring, you know, that's obviously the goal. So beating a team like Colts neck, especially, you know, with a great player like uh, cam Foltz last year you know that was a big thing so you know that was our game plan to try to take her out and then let everybody else try to beat us
0: yeah I saw Colts neck once and uh, she, uh, she put up like 35 or 36 yeah. um, it was at Middletown North during that uh, autism event that he, he they run over there right. um, she's just such an impressive you know scorer and you know she tried you know what impressed about her you know obviously she's nine times of 10 she's gonna be the best player on the court and uh she tries to get everyone else involved too she just you know she doesn't try to force it all on herself which is you know good to see i want to bring up you know you kind of touched on it um you know how the freehold school school district uh regional school district is it's very complicated where kids go and um and how you know, Howell loses kids to the privates, but they also, you know, with the, the way the lines are drawn, you know, kids, you, kids go to Freehold, kids go to Colts Neck, and then you got these special programs you can sign up for that also just talk about that and the difficulty to, to get some consistency, you know, where the kids are playing at a younger level together, and then when they get to after eighth grade, you know, they could be playing middle school together, and then all of a sudden they're, they're deciding whether they're going to Freehold or Colts Neck or Howell. Yeah, I
1: mean, like I said, it doesn't add to the aspect of rivalries, um, you know, when you're playing together from a young age, whether it be, you know, mid-mom as an all-stars, rec, even rec basketball all the way through with the AAU programs, so a lot of the kids that are in the same area might end up being on the same team, you know, so that, you know, is great. Uh, but the downfall of that is, you know, you'd naturally lose some kids. And I know you mentioned things with the private school and we've, you know, in the past, not even when I'm coaching, but even prior to, there's been kids who have gone to SJV and some of the private schools, which again, um, you know, is always going to happen, you know, but for us, the reason why we take even bigger hit is because Howell ends up being the biggest school in the district, real regional. So with yeah. that being yeah. said, it's, it seems like it would be a good thing, right? Because we do have a lot of athletes growing up here. We have a lot of feeder programs in all sports, mm-hmm. but then what ends up happening, you know, naturally, like you mentioned before, depending on how the lines are drawn as far as redistricting goes, you know, you could lose some of the solid basketball players, to go to a township or to go to a Colts Neck. You know, mm-hmm. we don't lose as many to, you know, Marlboro and Alpen just because <laughs> that's where the lines are drawn. You know, but Colts Neck and Free Old Township for years has been a big issue. And again, there's really nothing we could do about it. You know, mm-hmm. you could sit there and you could say, hey, you know, come to one of these special ed programs in Howell. But if they're not interested in one of those things that we offer as opposed mm-hmm. to another school, you know, you run into trouble. But outside of those programs, you know, there's not a lot of wiggle room. You know, yeah. So I bring up free old township, you know, I'm friendly with, uh, with Coach Stoya. Mm-hmm. But even over there, we joke all the time. But, you know, some of my main girls play with some of their main girls on AAU, and they're all from Howell. You yeah. know? So when you look at it that way, it's sit there and you say, well, my team could have, you know, both of our teams almost combined. You'd feel good about that. And that's not to say I don't feel good about my own team right now. But what you learn to deal with is basically whatever cards I'm dealt, you know, I'm going to run with and make the best of it. You know, I never sit there and pout about it. And you're going to try to build whatever comes through here
0: yeah i mean for people that don't know that you're going to end up listening just, this has been going on since i graduated high school because uh, yeah, yeah. My, sis, my sister my sister would 90s. have been a freshman yeah and so 90 yeah. my sister would have been a freshman in 98 and in the fall of 98 so that this this is how long you know and uh, with the, and the lines district. have
1: changed a little bit as well yeah over the yeah
0: because so, i remember it used 12. to be just uh, the one side of nine used to be freehold, like the for howell, right. like and uh, you know when my sister played soccer, half her team lived on that side of nine, so they you know they naturally got right. you know separated, and you know they had a pretty good cl- club team that and you know they get they get you know, all split up and you know unfortunately my sister was one of the ones who went to a private school, but
1: yeah no but- it happens.
0: Yeah, but it seemed, you know, because Howell is so big and, you know, populated, it's they get the short end of the stick when it comes to the district. But there's still some, you know, great talent in you know, all the sports. So, and like you said, they're, they're you know, teams like, you know, their Pop Warner program's strong. You know, the basketball rec program's good. Their, their soccer, you know, I'm very familiar with the soccer program because I, you know, grew up in it. Right. Um so I mean those you know you know main sports I know you know they got a strong baseball program and you know and Howell's usually pretty strong you know even when they lose kids to other schools they're always pretty strong in the baseball. Right. So you know that just tells you how talent how much talent does come out of Howell that you know they are you know going to different schools but you know Howell's still you know very competitive in all the sports. Right. Um, I want you know I want to start going through through your roster. Um, obviously we'll start with the seniors. You know Grace and Gresco. Um, I had the pleasure of interviewing uh, Caitlin um, probably right before soccer season. It was somewhere during uh, one of the either the summer league or or the uh, the, the four, one fall leagues. And you know, multi sport athlete like we talked about. You know, she plays soccer. She's very talented in soccer. And like you said, uh, you know, you brought up in the the. The short game was it the short game. She took. You said she took over, or was it the uh, Colts?
1: Colts I mean, she's she always
0: a contributor, but the yeah. but the Colts yeah. game
1: in the short conference tournament. Like yeah. I said, everybody contributed and made big plays, but it was definitely a stretch. I want to say in in the early portion of the fourth quarter, when we were down, um, where she made a run. You know, a couple and ones, making big shots. You know, big plays on defense. So you know, it w- it definitely was nice to see her step up as a leader, which again she's been since you know, she's come into the program, you know, she didn't play as much as a freshman. She got some time, um, but, you know, we were always looking for her and some of the others to kind of, you know, make it their own and be the leaders, you know, for the future, the next three years after their freshman year.
0: Um, uh, I'll ask this first, what do, what do you hope that, you know, her, Grace and Mackenzie Bruno um, and, you know, Cassie pass on to the younger, you know, younger kids?
1: It's it's really just the, I'll say, the momentum that we had. And like I said, there were certain things that, you know, we wish we could get back. Um, but I think we did start to take steps in the right direction where we are relevant. Um, you know, we were a threat to some very competitive teams, whether we actually beat them or, you know, fell a little short. But really now it's just kind of finished the job. I think that's the message I want them to send. I know this year, you know, kind of puts a little damper on things. You know, we were looking to make a little bit more of an impact in A North be more competitive in that whole situation you know not only getting to states but wanting to take that next step into actually you know getting a home state game and winning a home state game so that's really the message that we're trying to you know push for the next the next crop of kids is you know take what we started continue Mm -hmm. on and now you be the ones that you know get to the states and win that game and hey Mm -hmm. we were a part of it and now you're just going to push it forward into the future
0: yeah, I think when I, I talked to Caitlin, you know, uh, you know, this, like I said, this was end of the summer. Um, I told her, you know, I was high on, on the team this season. And, you know, it is a disappointment that it is a short season uh, because, you know, a good core of seniors coming back. You know, every team likes to have that leadership.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, what what do you expect, you know, to see out of Caitlin? You know, I'll go through all the players, but, you know, what what type of role and what do you expect out of her this season?
1: Well, all three of the girls, actually four girls that you mentioned, those seniors, um, they've been around the program for a little while, had a little bit more time. So, you know, they know the system. um, They know the culture and what they've been trying to create. But, you know, Gresco specifically, you know, she's she's been that inside out girl, you know, Uh, you know, sometimes you know, people. Oh, she a true center, you know, but she could shoot the three and she likes to drive. So, you know, we run a lot of five out or a lot of four out one in, you know, so she'll be our big girl, you know, but when you look at some other big girls from the other schools, you know, we don't we don't get as many that are, you know, over six feet tall. But, you know, the benefit is, you know, even though she lacks a little bit of height, when you say the traditional center, like yeah. I said, she can go outside, um, you know, it allows us to get the mismatches with somebody who might have a little bit of slower center you know, so she can bring them outside and drive on them or give her space. She can make all the way out to the three, you know, but we just, you know, hopefully again, same thing I said before, taking that next step, you know, she's already been a main scorer. I think averaging about 13 points a game at this point, you know, so, you know, getting that jump and, you know, I know you didn't ask this, but you know, one thing that definitely uh, hurts me, you know, for this season and the situation, and I know we can't get it back, but you know, both her and Grace, more than likely would have been up for a thousand points. So, you know, if they would have repeated, you know, the same exact season they had last year, I think they need a little over 300 points on the season, but when you're playing 25 to 27 games or something like that, you know what I mean? It's a lot easier to accomplish. And now to explain that to a, you know, to a 17 year old kid is difficult where, you know, for us, um, you know, it's special no matter what at any school, but for us, you know, we haven't had a thousand point female scorer probably since 1970, you know, so for that to be able to actually, you know, to, to occur, especially with both of them now, and the mindset of trying to change the program and the culture, that would have been something special. And I know I can't give that to them. Mm -hmm. um, So that, you know, that kills me. And I know it eats at them a little bit, but we know we can't do anything about it.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I've spoken to a few players that, you know, around that 300 point mark that, you know, they, you know, just going off last season, they would probably hit it. And uh, it's, you know, I feel, feel for those kids. Um, You know, you brought up grace, you know, Great point guard, you know. Good at getting to the hoop too, you know. Absolutely. You know, getting, you know. Um, just talk a little bit about Grace and you know what do you expect in that of her this season.
1: Uh, you know, same deal. You know, she took on a little bit of a different role. You know, we say leadership with, with Gresco, Bruno, and Conti from a team aspect, but for Grace, you know, after her freshman year where she didn't get as much time um, because we had a senior point guard that was getting a little bit more time, you know, she stepped in that role and I basically said, you know, this is your team. You know, you need this to be your team. You need to dictate what goes on. Um, I don't know how much you've ever talked to Grace. I know, you know, yeah. um, you know she trains a lot of hoop group. At 20. Yeah. Um, you know, I said before she plays AAU, you brought up Bob before. Um, yeah. He's also one of the coaches along with her father on that AAU team. Mm-hmm. But it was really just, you know, you don't have to be a wordy player. You know, yeah. you don't have to be somebody who's always verbal because, you know, we talk about that all the time as far as different types of leaders. Yeah. And I told Grace, you know, speak up when you need to speak up. I said, but even if you, if you don't think you need to talk a lot to show it through your actions, yeah. you know? So for her, um, I think that she started to take that personally and say, you know what? I am going to put a team on my shoulder in many cases. You know, she prides herself on that being a great ball handler and getting to the basket. And I think, you know, anybody could see that's tracked us over the last few years, her progression from year to year. I mean, is, is crazy, you know, as far as how much better she's gotten. And again, that's a testament to herself as far as her hard work, because like I said, she didn't play as much freshman year. And I think she wanted to make it known that, you know what, this is going to be my program and I am going to be somebody who's up for a thousand points. And it doesn't mean I'm just going to shoot a million shots. You know, I'm going to be somebody who can distribute and drive off of that, but you know, she definitely is a scoring point guard as
0: well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just her, her, her aggression getting, you know, getting to the hoop is what stood out the games that, you know, I got to catch the last season. Yes. Um, and to me, her and uh, Gresko compliment each other nicely
1: too uh, they, they're
0: a nice one-two combo
1: especially with a pick and roll
0: yeah
1: um, you know and again it, it does tell you a lot about what's going on in the offseason you know when they are playing together in an AAU situation or they're training together or maybe just shooting around a lot of them will just get together because they're such close friends you know you get that extra work so that's where like I said you know a situation like this even though they're so close maybe they didn't get to spend as much time together working out and it does, you know, it does set you back a little bit, but hopefully, you know, that could be accelerated in the next few weeks.
0: Um, the next senior, you know, Mackenzie Bruno, you know, I know another multi-sport, um, led, led the team in rebounds le- last season, um, you know, 200-plus points, nice, nice season. What, what do you expect out of her this season?
1: Hopefully the same thing. Um, I think she averaged about eight points, if I'm correct, um, Mm -hmm. as far as we are right now. And again, I think her biggest thing in the beginning was, and she'd had this conversation with me multiple times, as far as, what's my role? You know, you see somebody like Gresko and Leary who, you know, naturally can score that basketball and Bruno can as well. um, But we all know the deal with most teams, there's only one ball to go around, right? So everybody wants to score points and get in the paper um, and have interviews with you. Uh, But at that, (laughs) that same breath, you know, I tell my kids all the time and I know a lot of other coaches share the same sentiment that, you know, I'd almost rather have somebody who has, you know, 10 rebounds a game and 10 assists a game. You know, yes, I want you to score points, but if you could fill another role and we have a bunch of role players, that's really what gives you longevity as far as wins. You know, obviously everybody can get lucky, strike gold and say, hey, I got an awesome player who could score 20 points in a game. But sooner or later, we know that there's going to be game planning, especially on the varsity level, to take that player out of big mm-hmm. games, right? So in that situation, I think that's really what we're looking for Bruno to do because she's always contributed. And mm-hmm. like you said last year, a lot with the rebounding. So hopefully that continues. And then she's able to pick her spots where, you know, she can go off, you know, for 15, 20 points in a game. You know, so that's the thing. And I think she's really started to settle into that role and understand that, you know, she can be inside and be productive inside as well. And that's when we can also bring Gresco outside. You know, when we put yeah. Bruno in, so hopefully that continues.
0: Uh, your your last senior, Cassie. Uh, what what do you expect? You know, another she had a hundred points last season. Um, what do you expect out of her this season?
1: Her she's just she's the motor. Um, you know, everybody wants that type of kid. Yeah, uh, I grew up in Staten Island. I know her family's from Staten Island, so she's got a little bit of that fire. Um, you know, I, I can tell you that her mom is the same exact way. Great lady. Um, but you know, you get that energy. You know, so no one's ever being nasty or needs to fight anybody, but you want that kid that's not gonna back down, you know, and I'm sure you've seen, she's not the tallest person in the world. We joke around and call her mighty mouse, you know, but she does, she brings the energy, she's feisty. Um, She'll fight you for every single ball. And our big thing is, you know, and I tell her all the time, same thing with Bruno, do the little things, because sometimes that is going to be more impactful than anything else that you could score in the hoop. You know, it's contagious when somebody, you know, gets a big play on defense, dives for a loose ball, something like that, you know, gets it tied up and everybody starts to feed off of that. And you can see how the game changes just because of that one player and that energy that they bring. So hopefully she does that and just, you know, even more and builds upon it.
0: Yeah. Um, moving down, you know, to your junior class, you know, I'm going to start with Mackenzie Green. Um the end of the season I did a bunch of random lists and she, I listed her as one of the players that I, I looked forward most to you know seeing her development from sophomore to junior year unfortunately she got hurt did she get hurt the end of the season or yeah, it
1: was, I want to say it was like the second or third to last game of the season before we went to state she had actually torn her ACL
0: okay um you know I know you know communicating you know with you know Caitlin you know while we were doing the interviews, you know, she was unsure if you know Mackenzie was going to be ready. But you know, you know season was pushed back. Um, you told me yesterday that you know she's been cleared. Uh, what do you expect out of her? Do you think you're going to have to ease her in because you know that is a serious injury?
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing with this, I guess, from her end, I mean, I know she wished there were a regular season because she probably would have still played in the season. Yeah. Uh, but it would have been a slower progression to get back yeah. in because okay. of COVID and bumping things back. You know, now she was officially cleared. So. You know, we had gone through, you know, how much she could actually do. We spoke to the doctors, We gave her full clearance as far as, you know, she had been through rehab. So she'd been running a little bit and working it out. Um, You know, just from my own personal standpoint, I obviously am keeping a close eye on it. You know, I monitor it and sometimes she gets a little annoyed at the fact that, you know, I'm always asking, does it hurt? Are you okay? Um, You know, and sometimes it's better off. I mean, you want to be safe. Yeah. Sometimes when you worry about it too much, it almost makes it worse. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, it uh, you're just always worried about it. But, uh, you know, she's looked good so far, um, you know, not just her specifically, but like I mentioned with the conditioning, mm-hmm. you know, if you haven't ran on your, on your leg normally, you know, for however many months and going through a, you know, a serious injury, like a torn ACL, you know, even for herself, she's got to get back into the groove, being on the court. You know, she did play yesterday. She played a decent amount yesterday, um, but that's really going to be the challenge for her is just getting back into the flow, game speed, making sure she feels comfortable on her leg. But, you know, so far, everything's looked great, knock on wood. So what, imp- that continues.
0: what impressed me, you know, during the summer league and fall league, she showed up to every, almost, I mean, every, every event I was at, she, she was there supporting her team. You know, that, 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 you know, has to be tough. You know, like you said, these girls, you know, 15, 16, 17, you know, not being able to go be out there with your teammates and stuff, right. but that, that just, you know, so impressive, you know, to see that she was there every week supporting her team. Um, You know, she was very good three point shooter last season, uh, but what stood out to me, too, was how many times she got her hand in the passing lane and, you know, whether tipping it off or stealing for a fast break. Um, Is that do you think uh, do you believe she is a strong defender? Because she is such a great three point shooter, too.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, I think the first thing that sticks out most people talk about is the three point shot,
0: you know, Um,
1: especially against a team that plays zone. She's great to have off on the wing. You know what I mean? You're swinging the ball around quick and she's able to knock it down. You know, you mentioned in that short conference tournament, I mean, that Shore regional uh, tournament, Christmas tournament, she was able to kind of propel us over Sayreville, um, you know, a game prior to heading towards, uh, you know, the semifinals and the finals. So for that side of the ball, you know, she's great. Defensively, you are mentioning exactly what I would say. Um, you know, I always tell my kids, nobody's perfect on defense right now. We always need to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she, she has a knack for getting in passing lanes, you know, and that's what we try to promote, especially I mentioned before, not really having a true big, you know, we have a lot of guards. So from our aspect, the more feisty we could be on defense, the more aggressive we could be, you know, and try to run a fast break. We want to try to get as many easy points as we possibly can. So more we can push the tempo with a kid like green um, amongst some others, like I mentioned with Conti, we definitely want to do that. So hopefully that just continues as well.
0: You had one other sophomore, um, Bree, um, what do you expect? Do you, do you think she'll have a bigger role this season?
1: Yeah, absolutely. To tell you the truth, yesterday in the scrimmage, she actually probably played more than uh, I intended on putting mm-hmm. her in. But Bree, to tell you the truth, is I know I keep saying the same thing for the last three girls, but <laughs> it's just constant energy, um, you know, and I, and I try to explain that to her as well. As, you know, she also is a soccer player, so she's always running around on the soccer field. But just her more so from the um, rebounding aspect. She's a shorter kid, you know, but – fact is she has a knack for getting to the ball off the rim so she's always flying to the ball um you know and then again pushing the pace that's the biggest thing so i want to see her uh involved more in the game plan i think she will be more involved in the game plan um but there is also a kid last year um i don't know if you have it down Carrie De stefano yeah i was gonna bring her up next oh yeah. Uh, yeah was was a freshman last year and just to bring up you know bouncing off of green going out with the acl mm-hmm. she ended up actually stepping up and starting towards the back end of the season. So she had always gotten a little bit of playing time here and there. Um, but to tell you the truth, you know, to step in a role as a freshman, you know, work alongside Grace, either taking the ball up or being the off guard, and then stepping up and, you know, playing Hillsborough. And she had a great game against Hillsboro in the playoffs. And again, we ended up coming up a little short, but I thought we played really well. Um, You know, and that's what I said. That's really the hump we're trying to get over. Stop saying, you know, we're just competitive with some quality teams now. Now let's get over that hump and just be consistent with winning those games.
0: Yeah, it looked like she contributed quite a bit, you know, she finished 77 points with, but, you know, your team having a junior heavy class that are, all you know, all could score, you know, to me, that's actually an impressive stat, you know, you know, as a freshman, you know, yeah. You know, with you know, you had one, two, three, four. You know, you had five people score over a hundred points, and then right. you know, her at seventy-seven. That's that. That's that's an impressive stat. Um, any other returners that I'm, I'm missing? Yeah, we have uh, Avery Tanino again. She was a uh, freshman
1: last year. She's a sophomore, and same thing. You know, uh, you know, got a little bit of exposure on varsity. We wanted to make sure that she was acclimated to the game. Um, but you know, same thing. You know taller kid actually has a, has a little bit more um, I think potential coming in the future. I think once she settles in and finds her own game, you know, her big thing right now, uh, she questions herself a little too much, you know, and I try to get that out of her head where, you know, you you do have some of these older leaders on the team. And I think it's a natural situation to sit there and say, you know, should I shoot this? Should I not shoot this? You know, kids always go through that or even in my, is my coach going to get mad at me for something? Um, And I try to settle her down and I say, you know, you have so much to offer. You know, I see it in practice. You know, I've seen it before um, when I went to, you know, a couple middle school games when they were in eighth grade. Um, but just the fact of the matter is that, you know, she's going to be part of the future. Harry's going to be part of the future. You know, some of these younger girls are really going to now inherit this team and take over next season. And, you know, we'll see where it goes. You know, I'm excited about it. I think it'll be a different style possibly. Um, but I think same thing, you know, they all are familiar with each other. They've either played in middle school or mid-mom with all-stars. So I'm excited about that as well.
0: How about any incoming freshmen?
1: Incoming freshmen, uh, as far as freshmen that are in the program right
0: now? Yeah, 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 that you think that are going to have roles?
1: I mean, this year, probably not. Um, I'd say maybe next year, you know, with with the COVID situation, I know a lot of coaches talked about this. I know certain schools are handling it different ways because of numbers. But for us, you know, we want to try to preserve as much as we can of the season, whatever it may be. So, you know, we don't practice together you know, in years past, we might have had varsity and JV together, but we're in separate gyms. So all three levels practice separately. So they're never around one another. So really in the past where we might've had somebody with potential to swing either from, you know, freshman to JV or JV to varsity, we're kind of curbing that a little bit more this year uh, to protect from COVID just to make sure nobody gets, you know, cross contamination, if you will. So, you know, that that's really the issue right now. But, you know, there's definitely some potential. Um, and even on JV, girls that we had from last year on freshmen, you know, because they're not going to get as much time on varsity this year. Mm-hmm. They're playing their games on JV. They'll get, you know, hopefully a full schedule like us
0: mm-hmm.
1: out of the ones that we have out of the 12. And then, you know, they're the ones that we're looking to, to fill spots next year and take over and, and realize what varsity basketball is all about.
0: Um, I was pulling up your schedule or the teams you're playing. Right. Weird they stuck you pod, with pod, right? uh, all Ocean County teams. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't I don't know if that was uh if that was because, you know, even when I was coaching football, they do that sometimes where we'll be in central for states, but then when they put us in south, it's because we're the southernmost, I guess closest to, you know, the Lakewoods and Toms Rivers as opposed to Friel Township and Manalpin so.
0: just weird though central regional is nowhere near how yeah,
1: central, central regional was a little odd for us but again we have played them before or at least had a scrimmage before he does a great job over there yeah. um so we know it's going to be a competitive game but yes different teams than we're than we're usually playing i mean jackson we've had over the last yeah. few years yeah. um you know some games closer than others but that's at the back end of the season so really you know that's our big motivation our sell to our girls as well is the fact of you know we want to try to be able to compete with a team like jackson memorial and i know they've they've had transfers and they've, they bulked up again. Um, but, you know, we're, we're up for that challenge. So we're hoping that all the time that was lost in the off season because of COVID, you know, yeah. in the beginning of the season, hopefully we progress and grow as we should. And then as we get to the back end of this season, you know, hopefully we're competitive and we can, uh, and we can compete with Jackson.
0: Yeah. That's, that's, pro- you know, good, you know, at end of the year, um, you know, get your team, you know, more, more chemistry between your team before, you know, they, they probably are the top team in, in that pod. Absolutely. Um, so it gives you more chem- chemistry for one. You do have that matchup. Uh, what other games were you able to add? Because I know schools were able to add a couple of years. Well, to
1: tell you the truth, what ended up happening was, uh, you know, we reached out to a bunch of schools. A lot of people already were matched up, and their ADs mm-hmm. had talked to somebody before mm-hmm. we even knew about it. Um, yeah. So we were already going to match up with Free Old Township because now that we were no longer oh, yeah. playing them, yeah. and it, because of that little fun rivalry and, and it being close, it helps out with the COVID protocols. Yeah. So we figured we'd at least pick up one. So the boys mm-hmm. did that as well. Um, and then our boys also picked up Marlboro and we were on board for that as well, but they had already had a game for their second game. Um, so when we reached out to a few people, um, I think it ended up where Friel Township actually said that they would play us, you know, a home and away yeah. situation, yeah. just like we would have in a North. And we agreed to that. If not, it was going to be Madison. So, okay. you know, so one or the other, but, uh, you know, I know a lot of people were dodging them. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I noticed a couple of the games they picked up or not, not sure. Teams, yeah. So, so and yeah. you know, same thing with Saint Rose. Um, they picked up a. I don't. Know, I think one, maybe two, non-shore teams. I know one. I don't. I don't know if it was two. Um. Yeah. So. Um. All right, coach. I appreciate you. Uh. Thank. Uh. Taking time out and. Uh. Joining me this afternoon. Appreciate and you that. know. I, I look for now. Your team streams on YouTube, right? Because I think I put yeah. the link. Because I'm Actually, making a yeah. file.
1: Yeah, we posted the link yesterday. Um, yeah, okay. I think even I, someone had said that, uh, I guess people that were analyzing the, uh, the quality of everybody's film that was up there, we at least got credit for having a clear film. But I can tell you this, um, I believe early next week, they're setting up the cameras from Huddle in the gym. Um, so we're gonna be using a different camera. So it'll be off of Huddle, same thing. It'll be put out to everybody for streaming. But the reason for that, um, which I know is the big complaint with a lot of schools, even though it was clear, people wanna hear sound. Yeah. No one wants no one wants to watch a game in complete silence unless you know it's I your think, kid. I right.
0: think that I think that was Tiny who posted no sound, but he did say yeah. that the quality, you know, besides no sound, the quality right. and yeah, everybody so. understands, you know, that it describes, you know, one of the reasons preseason, you know, trying to iron out those kinks. Yeah. So, so, you know, so it, I,
1: th- I believe as far as next week, from what they're telling me up top in my school, that as soon as those are hooked up, we play Lakewood on Tuesday. And then we play. Uh, we're there on Tuesday, home on Thursday. So hopefully by Thursday, when that is streamed out, we'll have uh, you know quality as far as the viewership as well as uh, you know you'll be able to hear some sound on there as well.
0: Now, is it going to be on Huddle or are you going to have it on U- the YouTube stream?
1: Uh, they'll, they'll the school will probably just put it out. Um, you know, for whatever, whatever link it is, but it'll definitely be put out. But uh, I will make sure I send that over to you. So you're updated with all that.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, because I got I got parents. Yeah, it is. It is hard. And I feel bad for the parents, you know, because
1: especially even with not being able to go to the games, that's bad enough. But then you even think I mean, you know, it's not the biggest deal on the planet. But if you're watching your kid play, and now all of a sudden, you have to go pick them up. What are you doing? You're watching part of the game on your lap on your cell phone while you're waiting in the parking lot, and then you know, 15 minutes later when the game's over, your kid's coming out.
0: I've been there last year, leaving leaving games and streaming games on my phone while yeah, I'm trying.
1: I guess you're gonna figure out a way to do it, but uh, you know, yeah. unfortunately, this is what we're dealing with. But yeah. you know, what said? you make the best of it. I told my girls yesterday, even with the scrimmage, I said, I don't know if we're gonna go all 15 games this year. I don't know if it's gonna end after this scrimmage. I said, but appreciate it. You know, you yeah. get to play with with your friends. Uh, you get to play in a, a, one of the greatest sports on the planet. Um, mm-hmm. you know and again, I might be a little biased uh, from the girls side of things, but you know I love the team aspect of it um, compared to some other sports. And I mm-hmm. think it's awesome, but I said, just appreciate what you what you do get in front of you,, uh, you know, make it worth its while and and just go from there.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, hopefully, you know schools, you know I know a lot of schools had a reschedule already, but you know it's good to get it, get it now, you know to whatever the protocol might be now and then in the middle of the season while you're in the thick of it.
1: Yeah, no, it's just rough. Cause like I said, yeah. even, even with the schools different than the winter, uh, not the winter, different than the fall, mm-hmm. if a school goes remote and it, at least from from our side of things in Frio Regional District, if we go remote for whatever reason, you're not allowed to do anything indoors. You know, When you weren't allowed to uh, come to school in the fall because the sports were outside, kids could get just, just get dropped off out there and you were still able to continue. So now we can't really do that And that's the unfortunate thing. You don't want it to be our program anyway. That's the cause of it. But it could really be any student in the entire high school that, Mm -hmm. you know, if they're careless or maybe they just mess up, you know what I mean? And they end up contracting it and everything gets shut down. It shuts down all the programs.
0: That's what uh, Colleen at Wall, you know, they're shut down. It was non-athlete, you know, related. But 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 she said their their reason was – they couldn't figure out the contact tracing, so they didn't want to take a chance that it was inside the school. Yeah, so th- you're, that always, would, you're
1: always going to side on caution, you know?
0: Yeah, which, you know, I understand, especially, you know, these administrators are in tough, tough spots. So. Yeah, yeah,
1: I do not envy them in this situation, but...
0: No, and, you know, I'll just say this before, you know, I, the state didn't help having a unified thing where every school, you know, why... Why, is, why does why Freehold have to shut down? But you know, Madison right. could still, you know, still, you know, it just, you know, just using that as an example. Not but here. but it, it's it, you know, I, I understand the administrators, they were put in a tough spot and they're just doing, you know, what they feel is the safest. And all you can do is roll with the punches. Yeah, and hopefully by next season everything is back to normal. We're all back in the gyms. Yes. So all right, Joe, thank you for uh joining me, taking some time out of your day and good luck to the season.
1: Thank you. Again, I appreciate everything you guys do. Thank you. Bye.